0: So, you've heard that last week, um, a couple of us, 22 of us, how, how amazing, 22 people drove up to the 412 church in Kimberley, and what was our mission? Why did we go? Well, first of all, we went because Jesus said we should. Jesus says, go out and make disciples, and, um, and teach them, and that's why we went, We went out, and he he says, go out, when he said that, he said, go to Samaria, go to what? Judea, and into the ends of the world. So, this was more, we would be picture this one, Judea, right? The bigger South Africa. Kimberley is in the Northern Cape. We left the province to go to a 412 relating church. And it was really great. It's something amazing that happens when you... Are obedient to Jesus. It's supernatural. You go and you feel different on the way. There's something of God's Spirit that enables you to do the work that He's asked us to do. And you only find that out when you go. Like, and then many of us came back, I think all of us came back with more than what we gave. And I've been saying that in the week. It's the amazing thing of God's economy. You know, in our economy, there's limited resource. If I give something to you, then I have less and you have more. But it doesn't work like that in God's economy. In God's economy, if I give more to you, then I get more from you in God's economy. That's just how God works. And we all came back with more than what we went. Um, and, uh, And it was amazing. One of the things that we did do, was we saying This Is Amazing Race, ah, oh, sorry, Grace, like this morning. And then we also we also did The Amazing Race. Now, everybody that competed in The Amazing Race in Kimberley says that we should do it here in Otsurin, yes? Ah, yes. It was an amazing race. So let me explain to you how that works, so that when we do that one day, you know how it works. So you start off by having little teams together, Uh, You have two team leaders and then broken up into cars to drive. And then the teams got together and they each got a puzzle to solve. And then once you've solved this puzzle, the puzzle is the clue of where you're going to go to next. So there's this little thing that you have to do. You have to solve it and everybody was in little groups. And we were mixed between Otsurin and non-Otsurin. So it wasn't people you necessarily knew. But very quickly, you would see this one, this one's got all the puzzle pieces, like nobody's getting to it, I can solve this, and, and he can't, not on his own. <laughs> so, that was fun. And then you solve the puzzle, and it gives you a destination. And you jump in cars, and there was a rule that you're not allowed to go faster than the speed limit. Oh, lead me not into temptation. But... <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna say that I did not see how fast I went. I was following the car that was driving in front of me. <laughs> so, and I'm, I'm sure he's from Kimberley. He would not have broken the law. So I, I stayed behind him. That's all I'm gonna say. So if we do it here, let me warn the guys here. We will be installing an app on your phone that'll GPS track you. And when you go faster than the speed limit, or do not stop at a stop street, or at a red robot, right, points will be deducted, or time will be added. Yes. So, you get directions, and then you drive to the next point. And then all teams get together at the next point, and what do you have to do? Another puzzle, a challenge to be overcome. And in this case, the first puzzle was uh, little pieces of um, spaghetti, or not spaghetti, macaroni in paper cups that you have to pick up with chopsticks, yes? You never thought that eating Chinese food would come in handy, but it did, (laughs) right? And you have to transport that a couple of meters to the next little bucky, and then you think you're finished, and you go, yeah, we're going to go. And they go, no, no, hopscotch, blindfolded. So, so that works. You have to close your eyes, trust your teammate, and they go, okay, one foot left, two, two feet, that type of thing. Once you finish with that, what do you do? You get a clue, and you race off to the next destination, and so on and so on, until you finish the last challenge, and then you race back to the finish, where if you first, you get the prize. Who 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 got first? There we go. Their team won. Second, second places. There we go. Second. We got third. Who was in my team? There, John. Yeah, yeah. So, Michael lost. <laughs> Non-competitive, at all. Michael, I, I want to thank you for giving up your place. And letting the other people win. It is so great of you. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. What does that have to do with, with church this morning? A lot. Um, life is a race. Very much like this. And they talk about your Christian walk. I, I want to challenge you this morning. Stop walking and run. It is not the Christian walk. It is the Christian race. And where do we see that? So I've got a couple of scriptures just to, to get you to see that. So 2 Timothy 4 verse 7 says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. You see that? Hebrews 12 verse 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, those are the people on the stands that have already died, not the people that are not running the race. Right? It's the people that have already died. Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Galatians 5 7. You are running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? It was Michael and Nathan that stopped the people from entering into KFC that hindered them from running the race. Got, they got pen, penalties for that. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 9 verse 24 says, uh, Do you not know that in a race all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. You see, the, 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 the theme of a race is very much part of the picture that God gives us. For our lives as Christians. And I I want to say it's a little bit more like the Amazing Race than it is, I think always we think of a race, it's this everybody's in the track, and it's go, and everybody runs around the track, and then they finish the race and one guy wins. I think it's a lot more like the Amazing Race. Because we face challenges. Right? And And they're all various kinds. So let me, let me read that to you. So in James 1, 2-4, it says this. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So the guys that ran the race with me, was it a joyous affair when you got your puzzle? It was. It was. You got the, uh, Some Some got the puzzle pieces. Well, such a good example. Some people got those puzzle pieces and they went, we're never going to put this together. These small little pieces of papers, what were they thinking? I'm sure we have more than the other people. <laughs> Our puzzle was cut into smaller pieces and they are, these are just white pieces. How do I piece them together? And what is this thing? And, and I'm not getting the puzzle. And then you see the other team leave. And you go, you get a bit despondent. Oh, we're second. Oh no, we haven't even started and we're second. And, and me, putting the puzzle together, I got all focused in putting the puzzle together. We got guys, so we got two puzzles. Separate them. You on the one puzzle. We're on the second puzzle. Guys, we have to complete the puzzle. The first team that that left first never completed one of the puzzles, they saw what the picture was and went, it's this, go. No, no, we're not finished. Last piece. (laughs) So I got got distracted with completing the puzzle rather than running the race. And that happens with us in this race of Christianity that we get sidetracked with little things that happen, trials. And we get so focused on doing that thing, or something happens that's, a bit of a hindrance in the run. And then we go, oh, I don't like this. I don't like puzzles. <laughs> and, and it takes away the joy. Here's the, here's the, thing. Count it pure joy. When you face trials in this life, it is like the amazing race. This is the next thing I have to conquer. God has brought this thing in my life. What is this? I need to, I need to complete this. And then what is going to happen? You're going to have a short little bit of no resistance traveling to the next point where what? Oh, you're going to face another thing. And life as a Christian is like that. You run short little distances between facing the next thing and the next thing. And what God is busy doing in you and in me is he's perfecting us. So what is it that we get tested on? Well, what do I get tested on? So, you know what? If I'm the most patient person in this world, would I be tested on that? Probably not. I'm already there. So, maybe I find it more difficult to be disciplined. So, what would I be tested on and and what would it look like? Well, it would be something that needs discipline, would be thrown across my road and then I have to face this thing and I've got to conquer it and here's the nice thing about the amazing race I didn't do it on my own so when I got all distracted with the puzzle my teammates didn't and they went, no, 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 you're getting it we, just, you know, we know where to go, let's go we're not competing, let's go and I could go so I had help I didn't have to face trials on my own. And God doesn't want you to face things on your own. He's put you in a body. And this is the place where we ask. You can ask him. You can ask your, your teammate. You could also ask God. So in The Amazing Race, if you got stuck, you could ask the organizers. In this case, of my picture, that would be God. And he would give you a hint. God does more than hints. So in, where is it? I've got a note. In Hebrews 12, verse 2, I didn't give that to you. It goes on to say, if you lack, it's part of, Hebrews 12 verse 1 was, therefore, since we throw off all the weights, don't carry extra stuff. Throw off, throw off the weights. And then it says, if you, lack, if you lack wisdom, ask God. So when you hit a trial, when you hit something in your life, and you go, I don't know what to do, you can ask. And you ask God for wisdom, and he will help you. What do you require to run this race? Faith. Faith. What is tested? Let's, let's look at that again. James, if you put that up for us. It says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, because it'll test your faith. It'll test your faith. If it doesn't test your faith, it's not a trial. If it's easy for me to do it, it's not a trial. A trial is something that I, I, I'll need faith. If I can do it on my own, I don't need God. Right? If I can do the puzzle on my own, I don't need, don't need my friends. I can do it on my own. The, the whole design here is that we cannot, you cannot do life on your own. You will need people around you, and you will need faith in God. And... The beauty of this is, as you exercise that faith, as you believe, I can do this. It could be hard, it could be not so hard. It could be, ooh, the lights go off. Power failure. Again. Here we sit in darkness. Right? Hello, darkness, my old friend. (laughs) She knew it. Uh, the CEO of ESCOM, <laughs> our friend that brings darkness. But that could be that could be a trial for some people. Yeah, we sit in darkness again. Oh, we have to light a candle. The other person goes, We get to light candles. It's amazing. It's so beautiful. Here we sit with our supper. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Bless Jesus. And the other person is sitting on the other side and going, I hate candles. (laughs) So to the one, that thing is a trial. To the other person, it's not. It's not wrong for the person who it's difficult for. It isn't. It's not wrong that it's a trial. What you need is, though, you need faith. You need to go, you know what? I can get through this. I know I can get through this. With God, I can do anything. With God, God help me. Turn this thing for me into something that's not bad. Help me to see that in those moments when all technology disappears, I can find you. This is amazing invention. You know about it. It's a B-O-O-K. It's short for book. You don't need batteries. It's got this amazing function. You go like this with your finger, and then it pages. It's like a magic. You go back, go back, forward, back, book. I've got one that's water-resistant. It's almost like an apple. (laughs) The batteries never run flat. You can sit at the fireplace with it. You can take it with you everywhere. It's light to carry. It's amazing. A book. You might not have heard of it. But when the power goes down, you can take a book. The Bible comes in a book version. Did you know that? (laughs) It's new. (laughs) In a book version. But when the power goes off, we could do that. You could read the word in book version and not be worried that the Wi-Fi has gone. (laughs) It could be a blessing. It could pull us back to God. You need faith, though. You need to tap into God in those moments. If this is a hard thing for us, we need faith in God. What does it do when our faith gets tested? So like in any race, as you run, as you get tired, as you push through, something happens. In running you get fitter. So next time you run, it's easier. And next time you can run, it's faster. I'll never get to how fast. Where is Leron? Where Yaron. Where's Yaron? There's Yaron. Yaron beat me in the in the, well, no, he didn't beat me. He just ran away from me yesterday in the park run. We pulled away, and you go up this little hill, you must come run it. And then Yaron the just disappeared, and I said, Michael was running next to me. I said, That's the last time we see him. <laughs> I was wrong. The next corner had a long straight. and he, We were just in time to see him disappear around the corner. <laughs> and that was the last time we saw him until the finish. <laughs> he was gracious enough to wait for us to finish. It's like cheering us on as we came. <laughs> but if I run, keep on running, if I push through, if I persevere, I would get fitter and faster. And maybe I can keep sight of Yaron for longer. But... In life, the same thing. So, as your faith is tested, what happens? Let's see in Hebrews. Ach James. So, it says, The testing of your faith produces steadfastness. What is steadfastness? Steadfastness, I'll give you the... it's, It's having resolve, being dutiful, unwavering, and faithful. So, The testing of your faith will make you more faithful. It'll fill you with more faith. So the next time when you get to a hurdle, once you've solved that little first puzzle, and you run and you get to the next place and you have to do macaroni with sticks, you go, I can do this. I know what we do. We're doing this into the other bucket and then we're going to get a clue we can go where we want to go. And I knew how it worked. It was a much better place for me to be the second challenge. Because the first challenge built faith. That we could do this and we can go to the next one. In fact, so much faith in our team that even though we started last, from there on we leapfrogged teams every challenge we did, which was very hard for other teams to see. (laughs) No 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 cheating. No (laughs) cheating. We we did do the hopscotch, but John, which was our excellent negotiator, negotiated that while you were doing the macaroni. First challenge, we could do the hopscotch. So while you teams were all running around after macaroni pieces, we did the hopscotch all on our own, no interference, nothing. And then when you finished with the macaroni, we did the macaroni, and then we ran right past them while they were trying to do hopscotch, and they all went, but they didn't do this challenge, and they were distracted. (laughs) It was brilliant. (laughs) John has skills that you are not aware of. <laughs> Brilliant. Well done. Well done. So, in life, it is very much like that. You get to that next challenge. But if you've done that, if you push through, if you don't give up, you'll have more faith for the next and the next and the next. And it does become easier. It is even fun. It says, count it pure joy when you get to the next one. So, the good news and the bad news is this. The good news is, no, let's start with the bad news. The bad news is this. You will face another challenge. If you're at this stage in your life, in a place where you're going, this is just so lacquer, nothing is in my way, the birds are chirping in tune, nothing can stop me. Life is just great. Every morning you wake up with that. Your children are so obedient. <laughs> Your car is perfect. <laughs> right? It rains. All the plants are growing on their own. I don't have to switch on the sprinkling system. I have a low municipal bill. <laughs> right? Everything is great. They miscounted my amount of toilets in my house. Now they're underbilling me. Not me, unfortunately. <laughs> Just an example. (laughs) Right? Here's the news. It's coming. You're going to go around the next corner and you're going to get a bill from the municipality that you go like, oh, my word. What is this? Or your children are going to start acting up. Or you're going to write an exam and you're going to think it was great and then it wasn't. And you fail it or you get a very low mark and you go, I studied so hard. This is unfair. Life is not fair. It is not fair. It's not meant to be fair. But God. But God. That's when you need God. That's when you... Then that faith comes in. I know the last challenge I had. And I I did overcome it. And I did it with God. And in God, I know that now that I face this thing, I'm going to get through it. God and I. Is it going to be easy? Not always. It's not going to be easy. I wish I could give you good news and say it's always going to be easy. The good news is it won't last forever, right? Somewhere you do the last challenge and you figure out it's the end. We're going back to the start let's race to the finish. And everybody jumped in their cars and they jumped and they ran off to the finish. And somebody got first and they got a prize for it. ta So, how many of you would be excited to run to the finish from this life? Well, Maria was. He heard, this is my last run. Probably not, not facing any trials. I'm just going to run to the end now. Full out. Here yeah, I'm coming. Home. He was wrong. He faced another trial. <laughs> right at the end. But that's it. You know that that's when we go home. That's when we go to Jesus. Many of you, many of you, most of us probably... We'd be running and thinking there's another trial coming, and no, you were mistaken. This is the end. (laughs) This is your finish of your race. No more trials. That's 2 Timothy 4, verse 7. I have fought the fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Timothy could say that. I've finished the race. I have kept the faith. Keep the faith, keep the faith, keep on having faith in Jesus to the end. That's how we run the race. And if you get tired, God is there. You get a water break here and there. You can stop sometimes. Sometimes you can say, okay, whoa, whoa, time out. This is too much. There's one of two things that people, you can do in a race. You can go out of the race and say, I'm, I'm finished. I'm not doing this anymore. Or you could stay in the race and say, I'm just going gonna, gonna to walk for 10 meters. Benjamin did that on yesterday at the park run. <laughs> He'd been sick for a week and went running. And started a little bit too fast for the length of the race. And then ended up walking a little bit. But he stayed in the race. Stay in the race. If you're tired, Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, Put your hope in the Lord. It says, If you wait for the Lord, he shall renew your strength. He shall mount up with wings of eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. It's okay to walk sometimes, don't always walk. So, how do we? So, there's no out of the race. You get that this morning. There's no place for us as Christians not to be in this race. We are in the race. So, the only other option is not to be in the race, right? So, what does it mean then if you're not in the race? Well, the people that are not in the race haven't given their hearts to the Lord. Then you're not in the race. If you're not in the race, you're not getting the prize. It means that you're not. Saved. It means when you die one day, the consequence of, of sin will rest on you. That's quite, that, that's quite bad. So the only thing God requires us to do is to enter the race and start running. That's the amazing thing about God's amazing race. That some people enter this race and they never face a trial. See, I said life isn't fair. (laughs) Because some people, I know some people, personally, that they gave their hearts to the Lord and then they died. Almost no trial. You go, wow. And God goes, well done, my faithful son or daughter. Come into the kingdom. Come into relationship with me. You're going to be in heaven forever. How amazing. That's a possibility. For us that live longer, there's going to be trials. We're going to run. I wouldn't take the chance to say, you know what, I'm going to do that later. I'll enter the race later. I wouldn't do that. Because you never know when that's your last stretch. (laughs) That's not a chance I would want to take. So it's important to run the race. It's important for us as Christians to do it together. Because you were not meant to run this race on your own. So one of the amazing things of this race was how it built the little teams together. How we really became friends more than what we were. Even with the guys that we didn't know before. We just like just felt so close after the race. It's like, yeah, we're going to go bright together. And then they went, no, you're going in other place. But I've just become friends with these people. I want to go with them now. <laughs> but all of us, we, there was a sense of we were chasing through the streets of Kimberley as his love and as Josh Jen, together. And, and then other people didn't know that we were in the race together. And there's, there's really the sense of togetherness and a unity. And God does that. He brings us together in unity. We belong together as we run. And we we build together in these times of of, of, of trouble and, and trials. And it is your opportunity to contribute as well. So now some people want to go to 412. They've bought tickets. And they go, okay, well, we can't go. Some of us can't go because we're working. But we can now help the person with 50 rand, 20 rand. Say, so, yeah. Put that in your car for some field. You go down to 412. Now you're contributing towards somebody going to a conference and we're trusting that every single person that goes to 412 conference in a month from now will come back with stuff for us. If we just go to the 412 conference and all we do is jump up and down every day in front of the stage, and singing, which we're going to do, and it's going to be fun. Right? But if that's why we're going, we've missed the point. The point of going and, and, and being in a conference and, and spending money to go is to change. The point, very point is to hear things from the front said to us that sets our direction and says, next time when you face a challenge, this is what you're going to do. It's preparation for the next challenge and the next challenge and the next challenge. And it's going to make us faster and better at fixing or, or of solving challenges in our own lives. That's what I'm trusting for. Is that we would come back envisioned to run this race for God and do it faster and better than ever before. This morning, maybe you're sitting here and you're saying, but I'm not running this race. I haven't entered I haven't asked God to come into my life I haven't given him my everything that is the entry price the entry price is, is your life you know you have to, to buy a ticket to run a race that's what it costs it costs everything of you what do you get more That's God's economy. You give your life, you get his life. It says, the life that I now live, I don't live in myself anymore. I now live live my life through Jesus. Jesus in me lives. Now, that's more than what I could do. Because if I partner up with God... You know, in a race, you, you want to partner up with, you, you're looking through the crowd and you're going, I, I, want, I want, to be with, want to be with Stefan. I think he's, he's going to be great at this race thing. Is it, is it not you? Yaron, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to run a race and we're going to take our average times, at the end, I want him as my partner. He's fast. Right? This morning, God says you can partner with, with, him, with him in the race. He says we can take our average times. Infinitely strong, plus me. Where, we, where do we end up then in the race? Well, with in, infinitely strong, that's how, how maths works. So for all of us this morning, if you haven't partnered up with God, if you haven't given your life to him, I want to give you a chance. In Romans 3, it says this in the Bible. We have all sinned and fallen short of God's glory or his righteousness. So, we've lost the race before we started. That's the problem. All of us have lost the race before we started. We actually give up before we start. Unless we do this. We have all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. But. Jesus was sent. To pay for our sin. And he covers the entry fee. And then later on in Romans it says this. Romans 8 it says. There is no condemnation for them. That are in Christ Jesus. We walk according to the spirit and not the flesh. So we can all walk according to the spirit. So this morning, as you sit here, are you walking according to flesh? Have you entered the race? Are you running? Maybe you're stuck at some trial in your life. Maybe you've hit a wall. Maybe it's been years that you've hit a wall and you got stuck at a, at a trial. And in your mind, all the other teams have left. It's not too late. God's economy doesn't work that way. It's, you can put up your hand and go, God, help me. But before we do that, I'm going to ask everybody to close your eyes. Is there somebody here that says, I want to enter the race? I've never given my heart to the Lord. I've never asked God to be the king of my life. Is there anybody here like that? So we've all gotten to that point. That's a great news this morning. So next question is, are you stuck? Are you stuck at a point? Are you stuck with a trial? And you go, I don't know how to get through this. and I need help. I want to ask God for wisdom. I want to ask God, come and help me get free of this thing. I want to get rid of whatever it is that's holding me back. If that's you this morning, I'd like you to raise your hand. See that, God sees that. More important than me seeing, this is not for me. This is you putting your hand up for God. Now, if you've raised your hand, I'm going to pray for you, for us. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for us. But I want you to please go to your community leader. And if you're not in a community yet, if you're not part of a little group that meets on a Wednesday, come to me. Because you're not supposed to do this on your own. You're supposed to walk this out with the team. And a team together finds God... And you're not supposed to get stuck forever. God wants to help you get through this point in your life, whatever it is. He wants you to get to the next point, the next point, and he wants you to get how the end result of steadfastness is perfection. Doesn't that sound great? steadfastness, reliability, faithfulness that enters into your heart and you become strong in it, It means that you are complete and lacking nothing. So let me pray for us, for that. Father God, this morning, I think we all come to you, Lord, and say, we lack wisdom, Lord. Father, give us wisdom. Help us. Where we are stuck in life, Father, come and help us to get through this time of trial. Help us to find joy. Help us to see what it is that we are lacking. Father God, I pray this morning that you would add faith to each one of us. That your Holy Spirit would encourage each one of us to keep running your race, to stay in it to the end. Father God, help us to, to do it together. Help us to rely on one another, to trust and to be trustworthy. Father then, for each person that raised their hand this morning, Lord, I want to pray that you would give us the, just the courage to reach out to open our lives and our hearts. And to trust again. Father, I pray for the strength to do whatever it takes. To run in your kingdom. To complete the race, to keep the faith. And Lord, thank you that we know that there's a prize for us at the end. That there's a crown waiting for us when we meet you, Lord. Lord. Father, that it's a joyous thing, that we can be excited about completing our race in you, Lord. That we we can also be excited to compete in the race. Father, I pray that as we put our hope in you, as we put our trust in you, as we wait on you, Lord, that you would renew our strength, that you would add energy to us, Lord. That you would even give us wings, Lord, to fly. That we would rise up as eagles. Father, we would run and not walk. Yeah, Lord. Thank you for steadfastness, Lord. Thank you that 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 is the aim. That you want to make us reliable and faithful to people. And thank you that we're already there, in a sense, and also still on our way, in another. Yeah, Lord. Bless this congregation together, Lord, as we we go into this week and as we go into the future together, Lord, that people will look at us together and say, that amazing race looks fun. I want to enter that race. Yeah, Lord. Bring the lost, bring those that are not following you and help us introduce them to you, Lord. Amen.